0: Right, thanks, everyone, for coming, for the showman's interest. Uh, quick show hands, anyone not been to the brink before? That's good, we always like to see, uh, you know, new people. <laughs> we're recording it for posterity, you see, so <laughs> we're going to go down in history. Okay, so, Qigong. I'm going to do some writing on the board as well as some showing you some um, slides. The, the laptop. Unfortunately, we haven't had the benefits of a big screen, the big rooms we used tonight. So, if you can't see, I will just, like, show you the, the actual slide itself. So, yeah, so the course is, is um, called the Microcosmic Orbit. It's, it's worth mentioning that that is, it's one aspect out of many aspects that Qigong includes. Uh, I think as Jim said, you know, the actual term Qigong is so is so general. It's like it's like saying music, you know, what music do you play in terms of what kind of qigong do you do? It's an it's ancient Chinese practice. Um, You know it's been in existence for thousands of years and it's been utilised basically for maintaining health. That's that's its underlying you know um, aim and, and, and outcome. So my name's David, by the way, I forgot, to, I forgot to mention that. And the way I've come into this is I work here at the brink and I'm in charge of the events and the activities that we have on here. Now obviously this is a recovery social enterprise. So we have treatment here for people in addiction. So what I do, I put on things around the main parts of the treatments, which are like supplementary and, and good for health and well-being. For people like our clients to access uh, to help them with their recovery but also for the general public to access you know for, for their health and well-being it is a big part of what I do and what the Brink does generally you know things that promote health and well-being so that's what Qigong is really in essence it, it, it's a way of achieving greater health and well-being and we'll get into all like you know how that works um, so you know I reached out one day because I wanted some of the Chinese practices that I'd witnessed in the Chinese festival, China's New Year. Um, you know, I'd seen them doing Tai Chi. I'd seen how focused they were, how concentrated they were, how, like, kind of slow and graceful those movements were. And I was really interested in that, you know, I'm into um, many different avenues of health and well-being myself, And that just seemed like the next stage. It was like, okay, I need to, I need to see what's going on here. So I reached out to the online community and people got me in touch with Jim, who sits right here. Jim runs the Personal Energy Centre on Hope Street. And I've spent nearly 40 years in this game. You know, I was being an acupuncturist, set up the National Qigong Association in America. spent a lot of time there doing that. Um, And building a following, shall we say. (laughs) Building a following. Uh, and I'm building a reputation, so it was good to check in with Jim and, and see that there was this other thing from Tai Chi called Qigong. Um, so that's where my interest has, has come from, I mean, you know, Jim has taught me several things and done many courses with Jim. And so now's the time for me to, to kind of take the reins and, and do the class right here at the brink, which, I, you know, I'm made up to be doing. So that's just a bit of the background of me, the place where you are, and how it's all come about. So Qigong, Gong, the name itself people find it hard to pronounce, especially the first thing, you know, even after like many weeks or months of doing it, people are saying, what's that? That Q Gong thing or something. But it's it's Qi Gong and it's yeah, this this letter this, this is like kind of the, the sticking point. But if you just see it in relation to, like, you know, you've heard of your chi or your energy, which is, you know, it's usually spelt like that, uh, and it's the same chi that's in, you know, Tai Chi. And the Gong can also be pronounced Kung, which is the same as Kung Fu. So, all of these like Chinese martial arts, health practices, you know, they're all they're all linked in some way you know, not just by the name, but there is meanings behind um, all of these words. Which I'll get into firstly with the Chinese representation in terms of the symbol. So, hope you can all see, There, are the two symbols there for, for Qigong. Qigong and the, the best kind of translation, I think, that we can take from that and the Qigong... Okay, well if we say what it is, this this is actually the, the pictorial representation of rice and the steam rising from the rice. And this is a pictorial representation of the concept of to develop or to cultivate so it's kind of like growing or cultivating rice but what that really means is, you know, rice and the steam rising from the rice, it's, it's earthly energy it's, a, it's organic energy, and this symbol, you know, to cultivate, it generally means to cultivate one's energy, or to cultivate one's vitality or to develop one's vitality or, you know, or energy so that's, that's the root of it all, um, but, but just to kind of spell it out. <coughs> that, that's really what it is, that's what Qigong means. So, so all of those, like the BS, all, all, all of the mystical, you know, weirdness surrounding this weird term with the letter Q and, you know, what is it and what does it mean? It just means we are developing our vitality. We are restoring our health, basically. Um, so, that's always a good place to start. You know, it avoids any confusion. It avoids any going down the wrong path. You know, in terms of uh, you know what Chi Gong is and what it's trying to do. Um, what well, I've got somewhere is just a little slip of paper with the order of the slides that I wanted. There we go. Because. I've taken this from a previous presentation and they're in a certain order but I want to put them in this order and, and tell it in my kind of way so I'm just going to jump to the next slide which will be let's see, 27 okay so it revolves, Qigong revolves around the fact that we have an energy system. According to the Chinese and the philosophy, we have an internal energy system. It's not really recognised in a Western sense, in a scientific sense. You know, what's, what, what is energy? We can't touch it, we can't see it, you know, we can't measure it in the scientific way that you know the West would like to be able to do. But, you know, there is an energy system according to the Chinese, you know, they've been working with this energy system for nearly 3,000 years to attain similar, if not better, levels of health for millions and millions of people all over that time. You know, all resting on the premise that we have an energy system. So, Qigong is recognising that we have this energy system, and in order to achieve health, we're trying to we're trying to to get the right balance, free flow, the right quality, good volume, and the cr- correct relationships of the energy system and all of its working parts. So I think I think this is one of Jim's um, ways of putting it. Really, those five things: balance, free flow, quality, volume, and correct relationship. So. The the, the practice of qigong enables us to cover these five bases in order to achieve health. Okay, right. This is the. You might not be able to see it at the back, but I will. I will kind of read it out. This is the spectrum of what qigong can be applied to in terms of yourself. So you know, it can be applied to your fitness. It can be applied to your health and healing. It can be applied to your sexuality, your longevity. Extraordinary abilities, you know, things outside of, of, of what we would usually deem to be, you know, human and, and uh, uh, you know, our capabilities. Uh, it applies to our spiritual development. And it can even apply to the possibility of immortality. Now, there, there are, there's plenty of records and myths and tales about people all down the ages you know in, in china and further field it, it's there's, there's loads of stories about achieving immortality through having practiced qigong um intensively shall we say you know up there in the chinese mountains for a long period of time all sorts of phrases that you might now hear in relation to this practice refining the elixir or you know Finding the Philosopher's Stone, you know, all that kind of stuff, it's all about, it's that same practice of refining that energy system, th- those internal mechanisms, to the point where your health grows, grows and grows, and the end point can be immortality. that's what we say. I don't think we're going to achieve that right here, right now, you know, in this in this one it class, but, nice. you, know, you know, maybe <laughs> if you take it up yourself and do it it, it <laughs> Um, in your own time. Okay. okay. Now, another, see, what my presentation is all about really, what I'm trying to do is, I'm trying to show you all of these kind of weird and wonderful terms, pictures, terminology, all these like mysterious things from the East China, and break them down and show them how they're applicable to you, what they mean, and put them on a really simple level. And it is possible to do that, it's, it is. it is So, for example, the yin-yang, um, has anybody not seen that symbol? I'm sure everybody's seen that now, it's, it's pretty prevalent, you know, you find it on earrings now, and, and stuff like that. But it's, the, it's a fundamental symbol, which sums up the philosophy from which all of the practices like Qigong have come from and and what it rests on is, okay so before time and space, before matter, before phenomena, there's just the great nothing which they call the Tao, so the Tao is the great great nothing or the great everything, it can be called that, Um, from that all phenomena springs. Time comes out of that, all of matter comes from this like kind of void called the Tao. And all of it is governed by the two fundamental forces, two binary forces. Um, If you look anywhere you know in nature, you've got opposing forces, male and female, you know, is, is one of them, just as an easy example. But, but the real root of that is the two opposing forces of heaven and earth, yin and yang. So one is one is shown as a broken line, and one is shown as a continuous line, and I'll, I'll show you what they mean in just a second, and as I say, this is all context for understanding where the concept of the energy system comes from why and why we use it. But, but the yin-yang symbol is a representation of the two most fundamental forces in the universe interlocking and interplaying with each other. Um, and you'll, you'll see some of the actual geometry of these shapes coming into play um, in, a, in a slide or two, which explains you know, how we get from that original Dao into all the phenomena that came from that and into actually what we arrive at now, which is a human body with certain organs that work in a certain way. It's all linked, but but this is what it means, you know, so it doesn't have to be this magical, mystical thing. It's just, it's simply, it's genius, don't get me wrong, but it's simply a representation of the two most fundamental forces that exist in the universe from which everything else comes. So that leads into this slide. I'll just hold it up a little bit so you can see it a bit better. Now what we've got here, it looks a bit scientific, but what we've got here, but I'll break it for here. So we've got the Earth and its position in relation to the Sun. We've got this little line here which shows the angle of the Earth's axis, 23 degrees. Now as the Earth moves around the Sun with this axis point, at every stage of its position in relation to the sun, you know, at any place on the earth it's receiving a certain percentage of the sun's energy from zero right through to hundred. What this chart here is the high points of where it re- is receiving the most sunlight or energy and the least so this this is the this is the The path of the earth in terms of how much energy it's receiving from the sun related to what position it is. Funnily enough, it actually looks like the yin-yang symbol. That's where the shape of the yin-yang symbol comes from. It's coming from a a geometrical representation of how the form of energy can can be expressed. And it it all comes from earth's position in relation to the sun. The reason why this is important, if this is getting a bit complicated, is because it's this path that the earth is taking which gives us our seasons, spring, summer, fall, winter. And it's it's from the seasons, and it's, it's, it's from the amount of energy or sunlight that the earth is receiving at any particular point, that all the different kinds of elements like wood, fire, earth, water, come from. So all of the phenomena we see around us is all traced back to this fundamental playoff of the two opposing forces which gives rise to how how the earth moves around the sun, which gives rise to how much energy the earth is receiving from the sun, which gives rise to the seasons, which gives rise to all of the phenomena and elements that we see. Which results in the human body and the organs that we um, that that we have and the way that they function. So it's all a derivative of of one of one greater thing. What Qigong gong is? It's it's a way of recognizing that energy system and it's a way of <clears throat> manipulating it and using it so that so it's like saying okay we know these forces exist. I believe that. My organs function the way that they do, and I'm going to utilise this practice to improve their function. Um, and so, what comes from that then is what we call the, the table of correspondences, which I'll break down for you very quickly. So, what we've got, we've got 16. okay, the table of correspondences. This is shown in the, in this manner in a, in a pentagram form, which I'll explain a little bit now. But the table of correspondences is. For every organ that we have, we have a related season, mood, colour, um, element, and many many other things. So when we're doing meditations and we might move the energy to a certain certain organ in the body, we'll also think of its related colour, sensation, feeling. And at first, when I used to do this practice, I used to just think, "Oh, that's just a way of providing some imagery so that you can." More easily locate that organ, so you're going okay. So, be lungs, yeah, you know, uh, whatever it is, don't know more off the top of the head. Yeah, there's a big massive charge, but they're linked in more ways than just a, a fancy little way of being able to locate where your organs are. They're linked because of all of that previous stuff, all of the elements that come from all of the seasons, which come from the way the earth interacts with the sun, and the way the fundamental forces of of nature play off, they're all derivatives. You know, so all of those things are are linked actually, and not just pictorially or as a a form of imagery. Um, And in that table of correspondences, you, you can actually see the links and how all of phenomena is actually all related to each other. So that, for me, is what fascinates me. Um, Qi Gong, aside from the practice, even when you study it, it's a comprehensive representation of everything that exists. (laughs) uh, That's essentially what it is. Uh, How everything has a relationship to everything else, and therefore how we can use that to better our own health. So yeah, this this um, pentagram shows it in this way. See, so you've got summer and fire. That's the that's the related element in season. The lines around the edge, they're the yang lines. The lines in the middle, they're the yin lines. Um, one is like kind of more assertive. One is passive. So. The lines are just showing how these elements are, re- are related to each other and how our... because each one of these is also an organ in our body so it's, it's showing the relationship between all of the organs in the body how their energy feeds off it, all of the others so... The, and the lines show whether it's a yang movement or a yin movement whether something is feeding off something else or something is giving something to something else So, you know, if you've got a weak organ or if there's a blockage of energy, you know, it will be affecting the other one that's related to it in in the way that this diagram explains. You can get really into all that. The the purpose of this presentation isn't to sort of give you all of that information. It's it's, it's more to give the practice some credibility, if you like, because we are a Western mind. We like to be able to understand causal relationships from one thing to another. We, you know, as far as I know, and me personally, you know, I like to, I do like to have a bit of faith in things, you know, but I do like something explaining for me so I don't feel like I'm just jumping into something um, on the basis of, oh, that sounds, that sounds weird and wonderful, you know. I, I like to be able to see the actual reason and behind something, and, and that's what all this will do if you ever want to get into that. If you want to make a leap of faith, and just get into it and do some Qigong meditation and see if see how it feels, <laughs> fine, you know, just, just do that. That's another way of knowing whether it works or not, is assessing how you feel after, you know, a, a meditation. Okay. Let's see, I'm at 34, I'll go to... Okay, so that's that pentagram again. You can all see it, which shows few other of the uh, related things that our organs have, uh, you know, in this table of correspondences, because they all have a related emotion. So we've got um, anger, kindness, which is the yin and the yang emotion for each organ. Anxiety, honour and respect, worry, fairness, grief, righteousness, fear sort of see there how even all of the emotions are catered for in the system and again how they all play off each other and how they're all kind of related to each other. Uh, So that's why some practices in Qigong you might focus on a certain organ. It might be for the whole practice, it might be for part of the practice, but focusing on that organ will, will either boost or unblock energy there and will cor will correspond with a change in emotion that's related to that organ. <coughs> that question. Yeah, sorry. So I'm sorry it's kind of a little bit
1: over my head, but I guess it's one of these things you would you would understand more than what you do, I guess I'm, I'm kind of I'm being a bit now for something I'm like not quite understanding yet, but I
0: guess mm-hmm. if it's something through the practice issue, you she on you understand more of it. Does that make sense? Massively. Um this is this is like a lot broken down into um, few small parts what i'm trying to do you don't have to understand it all but but i am as i say i'm, I'm given how comprehensive the system can be uh, as i say to, to kind of give you some credibility for the for the practice you don't have to bother with any of that you don't have to worry about whether you understand all of that or get it all, any of that on an, on an inter- intellectual level in fact if you went too far into that you wouldn't get the benefits, it's, it's about the practice, you know, which we'll get to at some point today. It's about doing meditation, because this form of Qigong is an internal um, uh, practice, it's not a movement practice like, like a lot of what it is. Um, so, so yeah, th- this is just a bit of background, a bit of context as to how things into play. I wouldn't expect everyone to, to, to get all of that right now. Um, by all means, there's something that you want to me on. a question, please ask. And if I don't know the answer, I'll I'll just shove you over the gym, <laughs> <laughs> so we can answer that. Uh, okay, let's see. Let's go to number three. Okay, now this course is called you know, this this version of Qigong. Well, it's called the microcosmic orbit, but it's also, there's a term that's flying around the eight extraordinary meridians. So, that word there, meridians, it's like, okay, what's a meridian? So, we've established that we have an internal energy system. You know, we've established that there's order in that system. Uh, you know, it's not random. It's got, it's got definitive relationships all over the body and all over the, all of the organs and have vital point, points around the body. So the meridians, the meridians are channels mm-hmm. through which this chi, you know, this life force, this energy flows. Um, there's more than 8, how many is there actually altogether, together Jim? How many? Meridians? Pencils counting, say 14. 14, okay, so... Plus 8. Plus 8. So, so 24 possibly maximum, but, but this course we're just going with the 8 extraordinary meridians, or if you like, the 8 fundamental meridians. The 8 main passageways through which our energy flows. Um we boil that down further to be honest with you but this little picture if you can see it just kind of shows you where they are you know on request i can send you some of this information but all of these channels through the body um the names for all of those the body part that they relate to you know heart pericardium lungs kidneys you know so they've all got a designated um, uh, organ attached to, to them. but the main two is the conception and the governor vessel, the conception and the governor vessel vessel are basically the main one that comes up the front and comes here and stops there, the corners of the mouth and the main one that comes up the back over the top of the head and stops there. practices in this course, and we'll have a little it in a bit, it's called the inner smile. Smiling at your organs. Um, it's funny because it can, it can be seen as, again, something using imagery and, and, and sentiment in terms of smiling at the organs. Okay, what does smiling at the organs mean? You can go with that sentiment if you like, but, but the, again, there's a, phys, there's, a, there's a real physical Um, explanation of of why that's a thing, so when we smile, these two organs, these two um, meridians I've just described for you that meet here, there's a gap until we we smile, when we smile these two meridians touch and the energy starts to flow, so when we smile, I mean we feel good don't we, I mean that's the top and bottom of it, we actually feel good when we smile, um, if you want to describe that in Qigong terms, it's because you're turning on your energy system by getting these two vessels to join and getting a circulation going. Um, so you can move the energy of that smile into certain places. The, in- the inner smile is a process of moving the energy, which you start here. With a, a smile, not like a beaming great, like you know, mm-hmm. chest cat grin. Just like a subtle, you know, you know, inside that you're smiling. But if somebody else was to see you, they might not know kind of thing. It's moving the energy from that place through some of the main parts of the body and the organs. So essentially, you know, we're moving that that generated energy into each of those vital organs. which, we you know, it's a way of showing gratitude as well for what the organs do. Um, and you know, I'm doing the practice, I personally have, you know, the feeling that I get from doing that is, is a really good one. You know, whether, whether you believe that energy's flowing and moving around and stuff like that, but just the simple, the, the simple act of feeling some gratitude in the form of a smile and moving it around the body, you know, that, it, effect is what's happening uh, in a good way so so that's so that's what the meridians are and that's what we're working with here on this course we're working with some of them specifically and we're moving energy around those meridians uh, in a form of meditation which generates and restores and develops you know all of the all of the parts of the body okay this is one of the main channels if not the main channel right down the centre of the body it's called the Chong in Chinese and if you see there it's got 8 dots on it which are the um, the 8 cauldrons as the Chinese like to call it which actually correspond with the chakras in yoga in exactly the same places it's no coincidence you know they're centres of energy Um, and a lot again of our practice will will revolve around working with this main channel focusing on these energy sensors and um, increasing our health basically by doing that so i just think it's interesting that they do correspond and cross over with the yoga chakras as well it's like you know somewhere in deep 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 history you know these people knew this stuff in different parts of the world you know it's it's blossomed and it's become you know the Vedas in india and the yoga and chakras and, and in another part of the world you know it ended up as qigong and the energy system and you know all that stuff and um, it can't be a coincidence you know the fact that the two exist side by side for me is, is a is a, uh, a verification one verifies the other so I think that's interesting as I say, that's the chon mo. Um, and then that's broken down even further into what we call the three Dantians. So in those three places, can everyone see that? So like they're they're the three they're like the three fundamental main energy centres. Um, again, I'm sure you will have seen these displayed in lots of other spiritual, you know, health systems, you know, the third eye, the solar plexus, or the heart, sorry, um, and, and you know, the gut, where that's located, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot around your gut feeling, your gut instinct, and, you know, it, it being a centre of intelligence all on its own, it's starting to come out, break out loads in science these days about the importance of that, and and the actuality of it, the fact that it's there and it is a center of intelligence and, you know, wouldn't you know it, it would have been going on about it for thousands of years in, in the Chinese uh, system. So they're called the Three Treasures and they're also three, the three representations of the three main types of energy in, in the Chinese system, uh, Jing, Qi and Shen. So your Shen's here and that's like this kind of higher it involves like intuition would you say and you know that that, that kind of you know intuitive energy and understanding you know your Qi is the heart and this sorry yeah and the jing is your like your primal energy you know is, is related to this lower region you know there's the the, the sexual energy um, the fundamental kind of energy of, of a human being. Um, so that's their relationships, that's their representation in terms of what, uh, you know, what energy they represent, these three parts. Uh, and even though this is a nice, modern, Western picture, there is actually representations of that. Um, I don't know whether you can see it, but this is like a very old picture, what the fellow is actually carrying. In his lap there is is the three treasures which relate to those three um, sources of energy or energy centers in the body. Okay, so that's that, Uh, let's see then, yeah, so we've established what the meridians are, we've established energy flows through these meridians you know we've established that there's certain points inside there's also certain points outside the body now the microcosmic orbit again it's like a, an ethereal esoteric term it's like ooh, you know what's that it's 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 simply a way of describing the pathway that we take when we're moving our energy around Fundamental points around the body. So, as the classes go on, you know, we do it in stages, but by the end, what we'll be doing is we'll be circulating energy right the way around the essential points, all the way around the body, which have included some of the points I've spoken about. But this is all of them there, if you can see. So, we start at the, the, the navel. Navel is like a a really, really important place, an important centre. And we always, after every practice, we always lock everything in there. Um, I've found from doing these practices and the amount of time we spend focusing on our navel, um, just the immense feeling of groundedness and, and kind of being present tension resting in this place so yeah so we start in the navel but we go down to the sexual point different in men and women the perineum the, the base which is the bottom end of the chong mo, that middle channel i was telling you about so that's the bottom end of it the sacrum the kidneys points the adrenals base of the neck the crown the brow the tongue the throat the chest Solar plexus and back to the navel. So that's what the microcosmic orbit is. It's, it, it's, it's, it's a descriptive uh, term which is explaining uh, the, the passage of the energy as we bring it around all of these points. Okay. What you'll see from this, this is like an, an ancient Chinese depiction of that previous slide the microcosmic orbit so it looks again you know it's it's like a, there's loads of ima- imagery going on you know there's like fellas plowing the field and you know building bridges and you know there's oxes pulling carts and forests and all that kind of stuff but it, it's basically just imagery if you see it's it's got like a, a resemblance to the human body that we've seen in that slide there, so it's the it's the ancient Chinese depiction of the microcosmic orbit. So we slides like this. What I'm doing for you then is, is is showing you is is how that applies to you and your understanding. You know, so you can look at that now and your mind's not blown by all of this. Like, what's all this weird Chinese imagery? It's 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 relating to something very specific. And this is how they chose to show all of the different kind of moving pictures, parts on the diagram, explain how the energy is working in that place, if you like, and, and how working with that particular area <coughs> can restore you know, energy uh, and health. This is, this is another representation of that same thing. Got some really nice out of that. So the Nagyon 2, which was what I just showed you, that's there. if you notice it's got this like thing around the top, this circular. And what that makes sense what I think that is, you know, that, that makes sense because I've done some of the later practices in this course where we're working with points outside of the body, you know, and, and, and how energy works in this space around you, especially in the space above your head. And, and you know I'm almost certain that that's what it is is that's that's what that's referring to, if you like. But there's loads of this, you know. There's, there's loads of this kind of imagery. There's loads of these kind of pictures in all of like you know the ancient Chinese classics, and you know if you ever do any reading, there's loads and loads of stuff that you can read and get into pictures to look at. And hopefully, even just doing this presentation today, you can kind of get a feel for what they might be going on about now. Of calligraphy going on, but as you can see there, it's, I know it's quite small, but you know, around this gentleman's figure, with all of these different points, and then this thing outside his head. But I mean, for me, when I see that and haven't done the course, it just brings everything into focus. It's like, ah, okay, so it's not all this weird, magical stuff, it's it's a very real depiction of something that they're trying to explain, something that's real, and happens, and, and that we can all do. Um, okay, any more interesting slides, let's see. Okay, I think maybe this one's a good one. Has anyone entered the I Ching? The I Ching is, uh, sometimes known as like a book of prophecy, Um, in in Chinese folklore, you know, people who understand the I Ching use it to determine events and stuff like that. Um, What it's derived from is, see all of these all consist of either unbroken lines or broken lines Yin or Yang energy, heaven or earth energy. And all of these are different manifestations of how that how, how those two fundamental energies interplay with each other. So you can have, you know, all yang energy or all yin energy and everything that's in between. So you've got eight there and eight there. Eight times eight is sixty-four, and in the book of I Ching it's that 64 is like the magic number, 64 is like all of the possible outcomes of a scenario that he, can, that he can work with. I think it goes to a lot more than that to be honest with you, but 64 seems to be this magic number because it's it, it's the playoff of all of these possibilities of energy interplaying with each other. Um. How that relates back to when we were saying before all of the manifestations of phenomena, we've just got the great nothing or the great void or the great everything, the doubt. What they say is the next level from that is the ten thousand things. That's in, in you know in, in Chinese you um, in, in all of the historical text. The ten thousand things are all of the things that exist in taking time and space. There's obviously a lot more than that, probably, but that's just their way of saying, you know, uh, there are so many things that each have a different amount of yin and yang energy, compared to, compared to each other. And, and again, it's described in this manner. These are, these are called trigrams. And you see, if you stay and do the course, you know, for the 10 weeks, what else, what, we'll give out some printouts which um, make more use of these, um, something called the Bagua which is the energy at the navel and how we work with that and you know there's some nice pictures that we can show with the relationship between these and that. So, so again, that, that's more of an informational thing, you know. When you see that in future, when you see these trigrams, you'll see wherever you see a yin yang symbol these days, it might be accompanied by that. Now you kind of know what it is and what it's what it's trying to say or what it's representing. And, and so it's it's on this that all of the qigong system, if you like, it rests. You know, it rests on the fact that all of this happens. There is an energy system. We we can't prove that in like the West, so it doesn't it doesn't get it doesn't get the attention, it doesn't get the credibility, you know, because it, it's, yeah, because this energy thing, it's like, you know what is it, can't touch it, can't see it so it doesn't get a look in, so, you know, in the West so we, we see the, the human body purely in the form of something mechanical, you know and from that biology comes and from that NHS system comes you know, so we're always we're always looking at the body in terms of it's something that's solid. You know, and it's got things we can cu- cut, open and see that thing there, and we can cut a bit of it off if it's not working right, and, <laughs> and that's how and that's how we we fix our health. If something's not working right, cut it off, or like cut it out, take it away. You know what I mean, or do something to it. It's all this like physical thing which is relying on matter because we don't give any credibility to the fact that there is an energy system. Now, like there must be an energy system. Things have energy. You know, things have at their fundamental level particles which are vibrating at, at like you know unbelievable speeds and velocities. That's science. You know, that is actually science, which is the ironic thing. That's energy happening. You know. Sh- Things happen at speed on a, like a, a, a really minute level. So this is this the Qigong system or the Chinese system is is a way of acknowledging the fact that all that happens and saying okay, there is such a thing as energy. There is an energy system. It appears in this manner. Therefore, we can work with it, and we can um, you know achieve greater health none of that would mean anything if no one felt healthier from doing qigong <laughs> like if people were like oh yes all well, that makes sense but like i've been practicing it not an atoms but like i can assure you that's not the case and never has been the case um even even if we want to or feel the need to have to prove that now in studies and research there's loads there's loads of studies and research going on now about you know people who practice qigong and the the relative health benefits that come from that. Um, That is all there if you you need any kind of extra, um, something to help you want to do the practice, or something to help you want to do this workshop. It, It works is all I can say. You know, for myself, you do a regular practice, even just once a week, I feel the benefits from doing it. And a lot of other people can testify to that as well. And on top of that, it's fascinating. It's, it's learning a lot, about the part of you that you've never really explored before. But yeah, so, do you, so do you do it on your own when you do it? Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. quite difficult. Like I know I can, I can be, I struggle to focus on my, own. I'm quite good when I'm led through something, but when it's my own, my mind and my discipline is, is struggle to say like when I do things like, um, Meditation or yoga. I've got. Um, I meditate much better when someone leading mm-hmm. me through. And if I try to it myself, the noise might just wants to try and invade in. So, yeah. so Is it quite difficult to get to that stage where you can do it on, on your
0: own? I suppose it's different for everyone, but but there are uh, resources that you can download, which we can send you, which can help you with that. If that's a, if that's what you prefer. What I'll say is it's like anything, you know, the more proficient you become with it through more use. You know, the easier the easier it is to kind of to to lock in and, and and
1: do it. So I mean that's I guess that's what I can't say in a very messy way, is so I guess it does it doing it
0: in this group will it help you with the discipline to make you when you want to do it on your own does that make sense so does I think that's always a personal thing isn't it I, I mean because it does come down to that your will to want to do it and discipline I think I think there's not an outside of, like, in my opinion there's not an outside of the self that can motivate you other than you you know I don't yeah I don't
1: mean that. it's like it's not the motivational act, it's just the, the, it always feels like something that wants to break in. When I'm trying to focus, there's always noise, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So when if I'm doing a task, when I'm very focused on a task, I, I have a radio on something, it helps me actually focus better, so no other
0: mm. noise is trying to get it at the same time. Does that make sense? So no, no, but just... yeah, I mean, I suppose time will tell. Okay. Um, but we'll, we'll, if you want to do the course, you know, we'll, we will take our time, it's, it's once a week. Um, and it does take a little while, it does take a little practice, I think what the main thing is the main stumbling block and this goes for any kind of like meditation or spiritual practice the way we're usually going about our thing is everything is external you know our energy or our attention or our focus is on the external world and everything that's out there happening to us and you know fixing problems is always fixing out there that thing that's having an effect on me, you know. It's it's like we live, especially in the Western Hemisphere. You know, it's very much a it's an external life that we live that we live. A meditative practice is about the internal life, the internal world. It's about seeing what's going on inside, and I think that's the only real. Block, if there was going to be one with something like this it's 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 can you just for a minute <clears throat> go inside and have a look at what's going on there you know someone says smile at your heart and you like, smile at your heart That's something what do you mean is there something I can do but it's okay you know where your heart is you can if you need to touch where it is you can Just the sensation, you know, of touching where your heart is. You can feel and it's like, oh yeah, so that's so that's going inside, isn't it? You can feel where something is. And a lot of this practice is about feeling. It's like, can you feel where your navel is? Can you feel that point on on your back? And and that's what can be difficult at first is easily, easily attainable with just a little bit of practice. Can I just say, David, oh, sorry. Um, on,
1: sorry, for me, Yeah, yeah. for people of a certain age, it, you can access it anytime, time, any place anyway. You don't need a room of meditation, you don't need dark lights, you can be standing at a bus stop, you can take one second of a 24 hour day and in that one second you expand the time to be millennia for what you need. That might sound a bit strange, but you can once you once you start doing qigong. Like I say, you can do it anyway. And once you've gone, once you've done your practice and learned your skills, learned your eight steps and expanded your eight steps, you can do it. You can access it anyway. Mm-hmm. So true. there is a there is a magic in it. And that's that's what I found for me. Yeah,
0: no, it's true. it, it is true. It it does like that word you use, it's like access, does give you access, I find, to a a different realm, you know, the the internal realm. If you've done some kind of meditative practices before, you'll be used to it, and and brilliant, you know, you're good to go, you're set, uh, and, and this is just another form, I'd say, of meditation, but it's really specific, you know, focusing on certain parts, with a really specific outcome as well, that's what's really so good, as I say, and comprehensive about this system, it's not vague, it's not general it's not okay let's just shut our eyes and do the own thing and like see if we feel better, it's like the Chinese are like on the money with every single word and action and instruction and it's all got a purpose, you know it's all got an outcome nothing is wasted do you know what I mean Um, and and that kind of mentality is what you'll find is present in Qigong and, and in practice that we do uh, there's nothing accidental about it so and your DNA already knows it it's a really old
1: your ancestors already know it
0: yeah, yeah. so you already know it oh yeah it's built in it's, it's I mean whether you believe it or not you want to try and defy it with science and this and that and the other there's, 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 there's an energy system inside there there's things happening there's things happening in there that you're not thinking about. You, you know, you're not like having any say about how they work. There's moving parts. There's energy flows. It's hot and cold, and it's fast and slow. All having a relationship with each other. You can tap into it. You know, you can you can have a say about what that's doing, about how it's working. Essentially, so I think what we'll do, um, we will have a little practice if we'll everyone. I want to give it like mm-hmm. kind of 10 minutes or so, just like a, a quick meditation. Can we
1: have a little break first?
0: Yeah, let's have five minutes, shall just we? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, quick. <talk laughs> <about>. So, <laughs> good. I can give you, you a brief outline that. Oh, yeah, yes, thanks. <laughs> so, <laughs>